Hello, this is Justin Coleman, Senior Pastor at University UMC, and this is our podcast. I hope these messages engage your mind, touch your heart, and inspire you to serve God and your neighbor. Check us out online at universityumc.church. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. I'm glad for us to be together as we explore this topic of discerning God's will. As I scroll through social media, I notice that when someone wants to ask a question, but they're a bit embarrassed to admit that they don't know the answer, that they use this phrase, asking for a friend. Like, explain TikTok. I'm asking for a friend. Or, how many espressos are too many espressos in a single day? Asking for a friend. I love this phrase. And it always brings a smile to my face when I see someone reveal the perceived inadequacy in this tongue-in-cheek kind of way. In this sermon series, we are exploring some commonly held questions that people might not realize are commonly held. Today's question is how to discern the will of God. Can I trust that it's God's voice? Is my heart strangely warmed, as the founder of Methodism said, or is it actually heartburn from too much fried shrimp? But seriously, this is an important question. We are followers of Christ, and we need to know the voice of the one whom we follow. Let us pray. God, reveal yourself to us. We promise to be faithful and attentive in our waiting and listening. Amen. Pastor Justin has told us that Albert Outler is the John Wesley scholar who popularized the Wesleyan quadrilateral. And the quadrilateral is a tool or a process for discerning God's heart and mind putting Christian beliefs into practice in changing circumstances. The quadrilateral, quadrilateral is made up of four pieces, as the name suggests. Scripture, which is the overarching foundation, then tradition, reason, and experience. A symbol that I'm drawn to is a three-legged stool. Scripture is the seat And the three legs are tradition, reason, and experience. The quadrilateral is a very practical tool, and I hope that our time together will give you practical ways of navigating, discerning God's will in your life. Let's start with the foundational piece, with scripture. Can I just open the Bible and point to a verse? And that be the determination of God's will in my next decision, asking for a friend? Have you ever been to a 3D movie? Watching 3D movies require special glasses, and while wearing these glasses, viewers see a dramatically different picture. The glasses make it possible to see a depth or perspective that is otherwise impossible. Without the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, we cannot see God's perspective. 
The Spirit enlightens the eyes of our heart so we can understand the hope to which God calls us. Our scripture today from Romans says, In the same way, the Spirit comes to help our weakness. We don't know what we should pray, but the Spirit himself pleads our case with unexpressed groans. The one who searches hearts knows how the Spirit thinks, because he pleads for the saints, consistent with God's will. There are two main ways that you can put on the 3D glasses when you read scripture. Two ways that you can invite the Holy Spirit into your reading and then see scripture from God's perspective. The first is through prayer. We believe that scripture is doubly inspired. It's inspired by God when it was written, and then it's also inspired in your reading, doubly inspired at the time of the writing, at the time of the reading. The Holy Spirit is with you in your reading of scripture. So the first way that you can invite the Holy Spirit into your reading is simply through prayer, asking God to be present with you, asking God to reveal the parts of scripture that God wants you to see in that moment. And the second is to read in community. Jesus tells us that he will be with us when we gather in his name. And when you study scripture in a small group, in a Bible study or a Sunday school class, Jesus is present in that gathering and revealing himself to you in that reading. When you sit down to read the Bible, pray for an awareness of God's spirit within you then allow God's Spirit to give you perspective to read Scripture with the rule of love. Our passage today says, We know that God works all things together for good. And as you discern God's will through Scripture, read prayerfully, study within community, and remember that in the breadth of Scripture and in the world, God is working for good in all things. Our second area is tradition. This is about what the church has taught through the ages. We're looking at God's will as understood through Christian tradition, and that means reading scholarship from those who are respected in the teachings of the church. Augustine, for example, lived in the fourth century, and his saintly perception of God's will is this. The omnipotent God never does anything except of God's own free will, and never wills anything that God does not perform. God's will can even work through the sinfulness of humankind. This tells me that God's will is working now and at work even despite injustices that I witness. From our Orthodox siblings, we have this wisdom. It is impossible to escape afflictions in this world, but the man who is given over to the will of God bears affliction easily. Aware of it, but putting his trust in the Lord, and so his afflictions pass. 
This tells me that trusting in God's will does not mean that my life will be without difficulty. So I should not judge ease as being within the will of God automatically. Just as I should not judge difficulty as living outside God's will. Do you see how that pulls us from the prosperity gospel of expecting that wealth and health are signs of God's will? Most importantly in the Christian tradition is the Lord's Prayer. And the phrase, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Is from the prayer that Jesus taught us in the Gospels. And early on, it was adopted by the church. Warren Smith, a Christian history professor at Duke Divinity, writes about this phrase, and this is what he says. The prayer, thy kingdom come, is as much a cry of desperation as it is a confession of faith. It's as much a cry of desperation as it is a confession of faith. This petition is a heartfelt admission that we cannot establish the kingdom of God on our own. We confess our weariness and weakness and insufficiency. It lies beyond our power to fashion for ourselves Revelation's vision of the new heaven and new earth. Justice will flow down like streams of water, and people will live in peace only when God breaks into history and ends our warring madness. When we abandon the hubris of enlightenment and recognize our own inadequacy and absolute dependency on God, then only are we ready to receive God as our king and live under his benevolent dominion. Thy kingdom come is our confession that we are ready to let God be Lord. So Christian tradition tells us that God's will is at work in the world and we are dependent on God's justice and peace. The third area is reason. Reason like our motives, uh, the justification of a course of action, our logic. This is the time to turn to the sciences and the breadth of knowledge that we have as human beings. Dr. Zan Holmes would say, don't check your brains at the door. This is the third part, reason. Let human reason inform scripture and tradition, and scripture and tradition inform reason. Reason can help temper our experience, the fourth area, and vice versa, reason and experience. When human reason reaches limits, John Wesley, our founder, says to turn to God with a childlike trust. Instead of an occasion for despair, trust in God leads to means of grace. In this sense, maybe it is paying attention to the ways that God is active in the world outside the church. Reason and experience can sometimes feel like two different sides of a coin. In our scripture today, it says, I'm convinced 
that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor present things, nor future things, not powers or height or depth or anything that is created. This deep inseparability, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And in the area of reason, I look to our human understanding, the hard and soft sciences, nature. I sit with these verses outside this week, and my eyes are drawn to an old tree whose roots are deeply intertwined with the earth and other roots. Moss has grown on the tree trunk, and I see these examples of deep inseparability in nature and explored through science. And I think of the one who holds me close, the Holy Spirit whispering the will of God into my ears. And I know to look for God's love already present in the world, already intertwined in my life, and there I will find the will of God at work. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death, nor life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth, or any other thing that is created. Deep inseparability. The final area is experience. Experience refers to our experience with the Holy Spirit, not simply life experience. Do you hear that distinction? Our experience with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit at work in you as you live your life God's will is discerned through conversations with faithful people, through prayer and spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines form me into a person who can better listen for the whisperings of God. It trains my ear to hear the notes of God that's played through my community and out into the world. Ear training is a way to improve your musical ability by developing a more intuitive understanding of what you hear. So you play a note and then hum that note and then play that note and then hum that note. And you do that over and over and over and over again until you can hear and identify that note out and about. Obedience to Jesus is shaped by these two great commandments, to love God and love those whom God loves. Wesley believed God provided the means to follow Christ in his way of love by learning and practicing works of piety and works of mercy. The works of piety are the practices of worship and devotion God provides and modeled by Jesus that draw us to God and help us in his company. The works of mercy are those practices of compassion and justice that enable people to enact their love for God in the world by loving the world that God loves. When I do these, 
over and over. I play the note and then I hum. Works of piety, works of mercy. This is how I train my ear to hear the notes of God playing in my community. When you sit down to read the Bible, pray for an awareness of God's spirit within you. Then allow God's spirit to give you perspective to read the rule of love. Allow the spirit to give you ongoing insight about what you've written if you journal it. So here we have the quadrilateral, scripture, tradition, reason, experience. Discerning God's will takes intentional time spent in Bible study, respecting the work of Christian theologians, recognizing God's will at work through human reason, and staying attentive to the experience of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But what does the will of God actually look like? I have a riddle for you. Are you ready? One night, a king and a queen went into a castle. There was nobody in the castle, and no one came out of the castle. In the morning, three people came out of the castle. Who were they? You have the answer. The answer is in the beginning. Let me say it again. One night, a king and a queen went into a castle. There was nobody in the castle, and nobody came out of the castle. In the morning, three people came out of the castle. Who were they? It was the night, and the king and the queen. Those three people went into the castle and then came out of the castle. The answer was with you from the beginning. The same is true with God's will and the Lord's prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What is God's will? You've had the answer always from the beginning. It is the kingdom of God. That is what the will of God looks like, the kingdom of God. And so I ask myself, is this part of the salvific work of God? And if so, then it is God's will. God's will aligns with God's kingdom, and God's will is at work right here and right now on earth, just as it is in heaven. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, thank you for the tools that we have to listen better to your will. The tools of scripture and tradition and reason and experience. Train our ears to hear your will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can visit us at universityumc.church where you can find services, events, and other ways you can get involved. Remember that we love you. We hope you have a great week. We hope the peace of Christ is with you. 
and we hope to see you soon.